You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week is uh, miles of craziness. So, uh, you know, the uh, the thing this week, or uh, the actual what we're doing, maybe, I guess, yeah, is kind of like the uh, F9 Tomorrow War... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, death match, you catch know, up, yeah, battle, right. uh, battle of the uh, weird action things, right? Right. Um, but then we've also got uh, we can now go back to uh, Luca and the Conjuring, uh, right. which we could probably do, uh, you know, a whole show on or five minutes on, <laughs> right. Uh, right. depending on. I don't know what mood we're in. Yeah. Um, before we jump into any of those movies, we have too much to do, so I'm not going to talk about a lot of other things. And uh, and I actually want to talk a fair amount about all of these movies. Um, so I'm not going to go into a lot of other things since we're kind of playing catch up ish. Um, but yeah. I do want to mention, um, I, I like I have to mention Loki, and I yeah. don't I don't right. want to be uh, you know like the Marvel spokesperson or oh, anything especially since me, uh black widow comes out tomorrow right and i will <laughs> say real quickly uh with black widow since you know that's the huge thing right um a lot of reviews that have come out already are really uh talking oh. up like the supporting cast okay like like all the other people right. are super awesome yeah uh as well <laughs> not not that she's not <laughs> but just that they're saying uh <laughs> yeah you know, right, her sure. dad, her sister, right. all yeah. you know, this whole thing, all That's all good. of the surrounding people are really great. And they're all not that they're talking her down, but just sure they are talking them up and everything. And uh <laughs> and, and I'm just gonna say uh like they're right. I mean there's yeah. uh, it, I, you can get to even if you're not a critic, you can probably get to a lot of scenes right. at this point you can you can go on YouTube and probably see like a quarter of the movie. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of the stuff that's with the supporting cast is, is really awesome. So uh, cool. go check that out. Uh, not that you need me to say so. But uh, but Loki is... Uh, so the fifth episode just came out yesterday. And if you are watching this or you haven't yet or whatever, right? Uh, whether you're loving it or hating it, or whatever, or watched one episode and won't watch it anymore. It is the craziest show that has happened <laughs> yeah. in a long time, especially if you're looking at, uh, you know, something that's, you know, like a really big property, like Marvel movies and stuff like that. Yeah, it is just bonkers. And the people who show up in it every once in a while, the fifth episode, uh, obviously for anyone who knows or has seen like, I don't, you know, little trailers of the fifth episode or whatever, um, like Richard E. Grant's in it. And it's crazy. Really? I guess what? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, uh, you know, like he, when he pops he, up and he's, stuff. he's like another he, Loki, right? Yeah. So, uh, so in the fifth episode, we we really get crazy, and we have seen 
uh, throughout the series where they will, you know, pop up pictures or you see like a part of a file of like all right. these Lokis and everything. Yeah. And uh, from all the different timelines and they're all very different. And even, you know, towards the beginning, uh, you know, Loki has purposely showed a lot of other Lokis. He's yeah. the, the whole show revolves around him being after a Loki right. who's a different Loki, you know, all that yeah. stuff. But we've seen all these different ones. Well, now we get to this place where they're everywhere, right? There's like <laughs> we get to we get to see a whole bunch of them, and the show is bonkers. And uh, the fifth episode really gets you to a place uh, where you've just you know they they uh, they pack this very well, right? right. Where the story we're coming to this whole part where the story is that what Loki's do is survive. Right. Right. So clearly they're around because they survive. Right. Right. But we are getting a little close to where if the show takes a breath, which in the fifth episode, it takes a lot of breaths. Yeah. And there's a lot of parts where it slows down. You start to, you start to think maybe, you know, it's a little strange that everything about the whole world and the TVA is very Loki focused. Right. Why is that? Hmm. Why are there all these Lokis? <laughs> yeah. Why are we like I'm not going to spoil everything that happens in the in the episode or anything, but uh, as we get to like this sort of end game of what's going on, right? Uh, why are there only Lokis there? Right. Why, why? <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. Like, why is it just a jillion Lokis? <laughs> and uh, you can uh, go to rescreening.com and go to the contact and uh, email me to your heart's content. But uh, there, there is no other world Ooh. where Loki's an alligator. Uh, that, that's know, just man. Don't that's be just not a don't thing. Don't be an alligator phobe. That's just not no a gator thing. phobe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. So uh, definitely <coughs> check out Loki. I just had to mention that because it's. Uh, everything goes so bonkers in this episode. It's funny. And now like, there's one left and then we're going to, and then we're going to know everything. We'll know it all. Yeah. And I, I don't know how they're going to do that without, you know, being even more bonkers. It is right. really weird what they're doing. I think yeah. with the TV, you know, quote unquote series yeah. versions where, I mean, really, they're just really long movies, yeah. and we call it a well, series, I remember, right? <laughs> I remember everyone was initially talking about how strange WandaVision was. Right. And now everyone's like, man, Loki's really, you know, it's just... WandaVision was <laughs> cool, though. Yeah. WandaVision uh, was really weird, and uh, there were... It was interesting watching that episode by episode because, you know, in each next episode, we were like in a different decade of sitcoms. Right. And then, you know, stuff got revealed and mm -hmm. then we knew what was going on and stuff. And it got a little, you know, there were almost, you'd have like one episode was like the slapstick episode yeah, or, you know, right. it was very yeah. weird. Um, but it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. And especially um, just uh, for me anyway, not for your average viewer probably, yeah. but for me, just like trying to imagine like days on set what, right. like the yeah. things they were doing too, and it yeah. was like what yeah. like right. like imagine them like showing up and going what's gonna happen now yeah and i don't know it was uh but it but that was really good uh, well as a quick aside too just for black widow that's good to hear because i i haven't seen any i've been staying away from all the stuff i just wanted to do well because i like the marvel films but it's good that the supporting cast is strong and favorable with 
everyone that's been you know looking at it because that's kind of the Marvel success. Right. It's not that people have superpowers; everybody can do that, and it's not that there's a big long story. People have done that. It's that the cast is pretty much a hundred percent all the way through solid. Right. So if you've got a good cast, even if they're background players, even if they're just there to throw out a line that you can bounce off, that's good. That's that's kind of in the vibe of what's been really working for him. Right. So it's good to hear. But. And it's funny, too, because it's, um, what's his name? Harbor. <clears throat> David Harbor. Uh, you know, he's, it's, it, I find it very weird uh, to try and pay attention because, you know, most of the time, even though, like, really, what I do and what we do, like, is uh, try to make the cultural statement, right? right? <clears throat> and yet, I don't actually get a chance to pay that much attention to it right. in the big picture right because right. you know i'm watching things mm-hmm. and <laughs> whatever yeah. so i'm not really necessarily uh you know i'm not like the target of my own yeah you're, you're <laughs> absolutely my own not process thing, right? right yeah so a lot of times <clears throat> you know it it really weirdly strikes me because you know uh like david harbour he has been so good for so long yeah right and nobody knew who he was. He was just right. like, oh, that guy. Like, yeah. he was he was a guy where, you know, mostly you would see him in something and you'd go, oh, he's that guy from that other thing and right. I don't remember or whatever. Right. And you don't know his name. And then he's like in Stranger Things, right? Yeah. And it's every it's huge, right? right? And now he's in Black Widow and it's really huge. And still somehow he is still just right. that guy from Stranger Th- yeah. Things or whatever. Like, <coughs> you just... Yeah. Like can't know who he is. Like right. he just can't like get the attention he deserves. Right. And he's so good. Yeah, he is good. Stuff. And anyway. he is good. So uh so yeah, he's you know, people are really talking him up as well. Um right. along with just everyone else who is uh supporting. Cool. But it is just such a weird thing. Like there are some people who are like can you you know, some people get pigeonholed as a certain, you know, thing. And sometimes that thing is just character actor. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where it's yeah. like, I don't know. But it's but it's such a bummer. But, I mean, hopefully, you know, he will uh, get. Right. Uh, he needs a Kramer Finally, Kramer he will moment, get, you, you know, know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. He's got to stop punching Russians. <laughs> he does yeah. that in Stranger Things. He, I'm assuming he punches a Russian in this film. Like, yeah. come on. I think he did it in, uh, I saw him just out of randomness. Uh, he might have had the first season of Stranger Things under his belt. He was just in the Denzel Washington, um, uh, oh God, the TV show, The Enforcer. No, the uh, the Watchmen. <laughs> the the no, I don't know. The TV show that Denzel Washington. Uh, he was in the movie. Uh, two uh, films. Okay, he was in the movie oh, or the TV show. The TV show was a. It was the original. He's. Uh, he made the film as a remake from it. The is, Equalizer? The Equalizer. I said The Enforcer. Uh, it's one of those days. Yeah, Harbor is in there, and he's punching Russians in there, too. I was getting confused there, too, because now The Equalizer is a show again. I know, I, I know. <laughs> and I, know. I'm like, I just had to get the right word right. Sorry. Anyway. anyway uh, so, okay, so uh, mo- moving on from that, before yeah. we jump <laughs> into uh, our, our four big movies, because I also want to mention, I got to throw this out, uh, There's there's a movie out that I... I just have to like shout out. It's called Too Late. Yeah. And it's a super indie movie. And uh, and I don't know where you can watch it. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not sure uh, if it's uh, streaming or if it's like a you got to pay thing. Yeah. I don't know how you can get to it. 
Um, but it's it's like a tiny indie movie. I'm sure you can find it, right? Every yeah. everybody I'm saying this to uh, is uh, far better at finding out where you can stream. I mean, just Google stream the movie. Who knows? But um, anyway, it's uh, it's called Too Late, as in you're too late or something, right? right? It's this total indie <laughs> bonkers movie, and uh, and it and it looks like it, right? Right. Um, and it's about uh, comedy clubs. It's about this woman who is a booker for a big name comedian who has his own like theater slash comedy club right. place. And he is mm-hmm. allegedly like some big name in stand up comedy. And she books for him. And so we see her like going around to even smaller places. Some places that aren't even places, but like when the bakery shuts down at night, they like let comedians come in or, you know, whatever, right? Like tiny things. And she's trying to find talent and get people on the show. Um, But then the movie actually turns out that he's like some weird monster who eats people. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you would think like the (laughs) video cut out for a second, right? And I'm talking about something completely different. Yeah, right. uh, But he is a... um, He's a monster and he eats people and she knows like she's on board and she gets people. uh, And and so what it kind of comes down to towards the beginning of the movie is that like, you know, she wants out, but she can't get out because he's a monster. Right. Right. And uh, and she basically like gets her revenge on people. Right. Because like if people are obnoxious enough to her about wanting to get booked by her, then she's like, all right. Right. I'll, yeah. When you <laughs> so, put you on the, the, the right hour. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, yeah. and then hilarity ensues and it's the, it's the weirdest movie. And, uh, but the thing that is bonkers is that Fred Armisen's in it. I love him on the poster. He's and, just like- uh, and it's hilarious because he's in the movie for like, uh, you know, if you add it all up, movie's like, only eighty minutes maybe long. Eight minutes, okay, right, so, yeah, or something right. like some tiny amount. He's in right. like a few scenes. <laughs> He's the guy who's like running the lights at this comedy club for the monster guy, right? He yeah. he like works the lights and the sound and the you know he's the engineer yeah. you know guy. Um, but also he's like a big doofus, right? Which is, uh, I mean, right in Fred Armisen's wheelhouse. Right. That's, yeah. you know, sure. I mean, he's played like a million characters, right? Yeah. But he uh, gravitates towards, um, I'm kind of confused. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like he, he can do the confused look. So, right. So, so that's kind of yeah. who he is, but he's barely in the movie at all. Right. And he has no plot relationship to the movie either. There's nothing, there's nothing that happens in the movie that necessitates him in right. any way, right? He's just, it's like total cameo, you know, weirdness. Anyway, um, but the movie is, uh, it's, it's weirdly kind of fun, right? But it's, it's one of those indie movies that was never going to get any more money mm-hmm. or was going to get like a ton of money. Right. <laughs> and, and then and it would then, have been like a whole other thing, <laughs> but those are like the only options, right? It, yeah. What you weren't going to get like a middle of the road <laughs> effort here because it's too goofy, right? Um, but it, it's almost like, uh, and you know, the whole thing's like this goofy metaphor about like the patriarchy sure. Sure. and 
you know, everything. And uh, and it's kind of funny in the way that it does it, especially because the guy who's the monster, you know, like really runs with that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, but what are you going to do? Right. I mean, yeah. kind of a, you know, yeah. weird thing. And he's it, it's a very weird take on being a monster comedy legend yeah right <laughs> like there aren't a lot of takes on that <laughs> right. to work with but um but a lot of the stuff that has nothing to do with the plot exactly yeah is actually really good and the problem uh with the movie trying to sell anyone in the first place right is like the best part of the movie is kind of watching the comedy like the stand-up comedy world happen yeah. Right. When we're just kind of out there and she's listening to comedians and she's, uh, you know, talking to all these people and it's like an actual famous comedian comes and shows up for the comedy club and she wants to meet them. And yeah. And and how the whole world is kind of working. And and a lot of that stuff is is actually really well written. It's just that it's like. But also, I'm in this weird movie <laughs> yeah, that I have right, to watch to right. get to it. So, That's but weird. it's, you know, if you can stand indie movies, right? Yeah. I mean, I know some people who are like, this looks like it was really cheaply made. I'm not going to watch it, no matter what it is, right? right, <laughs> it right, be, right. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, that yeah. movie, what, what's the name of that movie that, uh, that we both loved and you said was like the best movie of the year and it's like the aliens and the high school oh, and it's uh, black and the, white and stuff. Um, yeah. See, that's what I said. Something in the night of the, yeah, yeah. Near it, the dark of the <laughs> dark, yeah. dark of night, it's whatever. Still the night. Who that's knows? Not it, but, yeah. um, but that movie was awesome. Yeah, but it's also very movie. clearly indie, right? It's yeah. all, it's very clearly super low budget, but it was awesome. But I know there are people out there who would like, you know, we recommend it. They start watching it and they go, yeah, yeah. no. The Vast of Night. Yeah, Vast yeah. of Night. Love um, that thing. God. Because uh, because you just start it's, watching it and it looks like right. uh, you know ten people with an like iPhone got together yeah. and said I could make a movie. To hell with these people, right? Um, so anyway, that's a movie. Go find that movie and uh, and give it a shot and just you know go into it knowing that yeah. we're in very goofy concept territory right. and uh, it's pretty and much see everywhere. If, and see if you can do anything with it, right? Because it it's yeah. it's fun. Uh, am I going to say it's a great movie? I am not. But it was fun, um, right? But yeah. it is, I would I probably get, if I have to give it a rating since I talk about it on the show, right? I would probably give it like a six and a half. That's um, pretty good. Because yeah. it is very goofy. And I think, uh, I think if you had like a couple more writers who went over this a couple more times, you could have made this into something like, that was like eight. Right, six and a half. But that's about horror. as good as it's getting. Six and a right? half on a horror film out of you is like an eleven. Like, well, it's not really know, a horror movie at teasing. all. Yeah, uh, it it might bill it itself a as being a horror movie, yeah. but it's not at all. It's funny that one. But it is. It is a. It is a pretty fun time. I yeah. mean, it's uh, because most of what happens is actually all the like comedy stuff until you get really close to the end and the, and they're like, okay, well, I don't know, plot has to happen or something. Right. But most of that other stuff is really cool. Um, and it's you know, it's just people having conversations and it's. Her being irritated at everything, and the right. the girl in it is awesome. Like I was just gonna she say, is really. Good. I never get her last name right. Mary Lynn, and then it's Rockshub, R A J S K U B. She was in she was in uh, the Tomorrow War. 
You know, oh, she's yeah, she yeah. a bit part in that, and she's starting right. to show up in all kinds of stuff. And I, I always like seeing her. She's she's talented. Yeah, she's she's just fun. Okay, uh, so go see that, and uh, it's fun and goofy, yeah. and just uh, if you don't like it, then whatever, whatever, grow I don't know. up. You know. Uh, all yeah. right, so now we got to get to a couple <laughs> of movies to catch up, like pretty quickly, so that we can talk to the big other things. Yeah. Um, so I, I think. The Conjuring is the oldest, and oh, yeah. you had to catch up with that. So, I did. Um, <coughs> all right. So the the so the Conjuring. Um, you know, I'll tell you. Here's a you, uh, you know our concept, right? It, yeah. This brings up our concept, I think, because right. Uh, right. The, the original concept of this show. For those of you who are fairly new or haven't been listening to us uh, the, the entire run of the show or whatever. Uh, when we started the show, it was uh, instant reaction reviews, right? Yeah. And our thing was that we were going to review the movie as soon as we possibly could right. after seeing it and just go. Right. Just, you know, just no thoughts. rehearsal, just what do you think? And and that has proved like impossible to keep doing, right? right. Like yeah. years ago, um, although we had a pretty good run of mm-hmm. actually doing that. Yeah. Um, but our theory, I think, is still the same yeah. uh, and hasn't changed because uh, as much as it is, is probably counterproductive for me, right, I try not to review the movies uh, most of the time anyway until we do the show Yeah, because I don't want to sit there and like think about it for right. like an hour and, right. and uh, stuff like that. So that's the idea uh, still of the show is that we're just kind of going yeah. right. And we haven't like really pre-rehearsed all the things we want to say yeah, and thought about it and went, Oh, I have to make sure that I talk about this or whatever. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll write like some notes and go, I have to mention the Me soundtrack too. at yeah, this part or, you know, something like that. But, <clears throat> anyway, it's really off the top of our head. And so yeah. that comes up because the conjuring is like a while ago for me. Right. I know. Yeah. And uh, here's why that's interesting. <laughs> okay. Right, is because I don't remember the movie at all. Like, really? I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I don't case remember you hardly anything that happened. <laughs> you gave it a zero. Movie. So yeah. I know you remember that. Yeah. No, no. no. I remember that it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I remember that it's uh, clearly a zero movie uh, with virtually no redeeming qualities. And uh, yeah. <laughs> everyone who's in this movie, right, for the rest of their careers, their name. Right, should be right. like Dash was in <laughs> was the in. Con- <laughs> that should, that should be how they're listed in the credits. This is of a other theme movies this week then because I feel like there's another one of these that comes up for you. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> uh, so seriously, it's uh, the continuation of the Conjuring series, which is based on these real people. And uh, you hilariously in this movie, for me, uh, one of the only positive things in this movie is that uh, we would see, like, pictures of the real people. And at the very end of the movie, you hear, like, the tape from, like, the court or that they submitted to the court, whatever it was, of this uh, actual exorcism time that they were involved in. And 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 it's like the actual audio recording of this happening. And uh, so that's like at the very end of the movie. And that was hilarious. I right. thought that was great. <laughs> right. Um, in this particular uh, movie, in this particular case like of theirs, 
uh, their cases, there's this little boy who was allegedly uh, possessed that they were exercising. And uh, and the movie opens, man, with just all hell breaking loose, right? Right. Except uh, for me, and I'm not going to go into things too far, but for me, that was just like uh, watching some film students who had seen The Exorcist and went, I don't know, what can we do now? We have to... uh, you know, like you got assigned something in film school that was like recreate, you know, some thing in right. some classic movie. <laughs> but now you have to do this. And we just taught you how to do this with the camera. Right. So you have to do that. Right. And it felt like the whole, that whole opening scene for me felt so like weirdly stagey. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, I, like I thought at any moment, somebody's like going to trip and the camera's going to move and we're going to see like <laughs> right, the, the film cables crew and, over here or yeah, whatever. Right. Like it was so weird yeah. feeling. And there's a part where like the boy is like on the table and then he like really starts right. flipping out and, and starts doing all these things with his body or whatever. And I'm like, you know, that's like somebody hired this contortionist right. or <laughs> hired this. Uh, special effects company because they could do this thing, yeah. Which whether it's real or not or right. whatever it is, right. right? And and the people in the movie, well, it has to go somewhere, right? Because we paid for it the, already. The, now we have, yeah, <laughs> right? right. And it's like now you have to do it. Yeah. It was so it was so weird. Anyway, uh, so the <laughs> so the story is like they do kind of exercise the kid accidentally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and somehow live to tell the tale, right? Right. Except the demon, like, transfers to this other person who's there because uh, this other guy says, take me instead. Right. Because we've never seen that before That's, in a movie. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is uh, this kid then murders people or right. someone or was it more than one person or was it just the, it was like a motel guy or something. I don't know. Anyway. And, uh, (laughs) and then it becomes, they, they then show up to try to argue in court that he was possessed. Right. And, and I don't know what, so, so (laughs) nothing should happen to him. I don't, you know, whatever. And so that is where the based on a true story right. like basically comes in because they actually were in court. Yeah. This is a person who actually murdered someone yeah. and all that, you know, the facts are there. The, that's right? it. That right. stuff right. happened. Right. And we have uh, the recording to prove that they right. exercised that's, this boy or whatever. You believe it. That's right. Anyway, and so then the whole movie is, uh, you know, whatever, this weird... Uh, story that comes to light about somebody who is uh, this old priest and then somebody right. is like doing these things and right. somebody put this uh, weird <laughs> bird head statue this under their totem. house yeah. in order to get them to be possessed or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And then it's kind of, it's kind of interesting in, in a weird way for me because the story what was actually interesting to watch. It wasn't right. like good right. or anything, right? But it was interesting to me because they laid out all these steps of like how this happened and why this person got possessed in the first place. And it all like followed the steps and came together. And then at the end, you went, but how does that Wait, make well, sense how? again? Right. <laughs> you don't need to know like, these nope, things. Yeah. Nope. Anyway. 
so yeah, I gave it a zero and uh, hated every second of it, except for the parts, you know, that were like you could decently make fun of. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's right. It was okay. It's so. ripe for like a Wayan Brothers scary movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. And in a weird way, it kind of feels like it's seriously parodying those films anyway. Because like you said, uh, look. You came in, you gave it a zero. I hadn't seen it yet, but you also gave the disclaimer that you're hard on horror films because you just, you know, right. they have to be amazing in order to be good with you. And that I'm a big fan of them and I might be a little bit more lenient. And I was a bit more lenient. I gave it one. <laughs> sure. the, thing, the thing is, if you've never seen The Exorcist, if you've never seen The X-Files, if you've never seen Sleepy Hollow, if you've never seen Witchblade, or, I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of films... If you've never seen any horror, if movie, you've never seen any horror movie about demonic possession or court cases, you know, then this might feel like, and this is sometimes what I do think when I see something get a lot of money or a high rating, I'm like, you guys don't even know where this is coming from. So this is one of your fourth first films you've ever seen. Of course, you're going to be blown away because this is exp- right, this is amazing. Sure. It's derivative of derivative derivativeness. Like I'm watching, like you, like you nailed a bunch of them. You know, the famous scene that was always sort of like mythologically built up, even though it's just okay. And The Exorcist is the spider walk because it never was in the first real cut, and then everyone talked about how creepy it was. They put it in, so now when you have an exorcism, everybody does weird contortion things. Right. There's a there's a better exorcism film called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And the actress in there, she got the part because she could contort her body and she saved them hundreds of thousands on special effects. Because right. she could just do things with her limbs and they were like blown away. The fact that this guy grabs the demon and says, take me, take me. Like that's the that's in The Exorcist. Right. You know, so I'm watching this and I had I had a weird feeling where I was like, I don't hate this movie. I'm just sort of annoyed by the film. But it's, I wouldn't say it's engaging, but I kept watching it thinking, because it had little moments where it was sort of fun and clever and smart. There's there's a good moment where if you realize this is the third Conjuring film, and I think the fifth of these whole series with like Annabelle and all these other right. things, this supposedly based on the Warrens who are grifters, by the way. Um allegedly grifters. Well, they're, they're grifters. They really are. Um, there's a scene where they're trying to convince the uh, defense. They're like, this is, the, this is the way we got to go because you swear on the Bible, you put God in the court, then you must, if you put in God in the court and you accept the Bible, then you have to accept Satan and Satan does, you know, do these things and we can prove it. And she's like, show me. And they're like, come over for dinner. And what you understand is they're going to show her the Annabelle doll. Like they're going to give her all these things the scene ends and then the next scene is like, okay, so we're on the case now. Like you get this funny thing that they don't even show. I just wish the movie had been more clever and coy about its own Genesis instead of ripping off everything else that didn't make any sense. Right. Making it feel to me, not even like a contemporary video game, but this was like back when resident evil came out in silent hill. Like this is a video game plot. 
you know, you're basically just going from one building to the next, press triangle, get the box, run from the monster. Oh, oh, darkness is coming. Now you're out of control. You know, just right. there has to be a boss. There's always something. Yeah, there's always right? something going nobody on. Nobody has a flashlight. The, our whole our whole job is yeah, nobody like has the flashlight, investigating right. like demons and possessions right. and all this stuff. And you don't have like a Batman belt <laughs> with like ten anything. different flashlights. Well, what on you it. do you still have like, to wander around right. in the dark. You have some stuff. weird inverted clover for the Irish demons. Man, I'd you have know, like light bombs would, or something. I'd have like too. little devices so, I could just throw ahead of me that were like big. Here's, here's the weird thing. I didn't even think the cast was doing a bad job. Some of them were there just getting their paycheck and their craft services. Patrick Wilson and Vera Familia, uh, Familia look like they're really into playing these and maybe they are maybe they're having a lot of fun uh, it just seems like maybe this is one of those films where you're having more fun between takes than you are actually what's on the screen i i i think may i mean maybe i don't know but it's just i not think that, it's just not that good. uh and i don't think that they did a bad job no they were fine uh i think that in the yeah. movie um not that this movie needs to be talked about too much more but right. i think oh, like yeah. uh vera farmiga is um I think she's probably doing exactly what she's supposed to do. Yeah. So she's a good actress. Uh, Despite the fact, despite the fact that, uh, you know, this is clearly like, I hope. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice, right? Right. Some contractual obligation that she spent (laughs) tens of thousands of dollars on lawyers trying to get out of and not have to make it. That's, that's a story I'm going to stick with. Right. Right. Um, so I don't think that she's doing stuff wrong. I think she's doing exactly what uh, she was told to do. Make it be exactly like this. But for me, right, if that mm-hmm. woman is really like that, right, yeah, no. make her different yeah. in the movie. Like, yeah. if that's the truth, then lie. Lorraine Warren. And if you're yeah. lying and and she's not like that, then you're, you're insane yeah. and don't know what you're doing. Because here, my thing is... Uh, her character in this show, in this movie, the person that she's playing, the character that she gives us, yeah, wouldn't work. I don't think right. she, she's not right. a grifter or convincing, right. or she's not a person who's going to have people going, "Oh yeah, I believe you." I mean, right. she is like uh, some kind of anti grifter. Like she's trying mm. to repel people. And it's like there's a whole there's a whole world of people out there that want to believe in it. What is going on? I mean, maybe I suppose that's true. But as a quick thing, because I know we got to get off this, and I know we really should leave it. You know, in my mind, and sorry if this offends anyone out there, but this is in the John Edwards camp of you know. So I'm picking up a B. Anybody? You're like B, B, Bobby, Baxter. I had an uncle Bobby. Bobby says you're. You're upset about something, you know, and it's just, it's just fishing. She's, right. she's as powerful a psychic as John Edwards is. And, it makes you want to watch The Mentalist. And you realize that they're all just, they're grifters in what they're right, doing. Right. The, the one thing I meant to say, I didn't write it down. I'm glad I remember this. There was a line that never appeared in the film that I was waiting for. I was waiting for it because they steal everything else from every other film like this. And that's like when they're driving, when the, when the, you know, when they're being driven around and she's looking out the window forlorn and she's talking about like the burden of this ability she has. I waited for, for the moment where she, someone would say, oh, it's a blessing, you know, and she's like, it's a blessing, my curse, you know, right, the, the, yeah. however you want to f- move that line right, around, you know, right. it's my curse, it's my blessing, it's my blessing, it's my curse, whatever. And it never came. And I, I feel like I took a star away from that because I'm right. like, you got to give me that. 
at least. So and anyway. and you know, I would have. Uh, we'll abandon this movie here, yeah, but please. I would have given it like one, maybe yeah. like you did too. Right. Except all the things that are wrong with it. All the dialogue is totally hokey. Awful, right? awful. Hokey. Nobody ever talked no. like anybody yeah. talks in this movie. Right. It's like bonkers. <laughs> right. And all the stuff that happens is stupid. But I would have given it like one star yeah. because, like you said, there are a few moments it's that moments. are that are okay and yeah. stuff. But nothing in it is scary. Not a thing. There is Not nothing that thing. is at all scary right. in this whole Not movie. I'm thing. like, what the and hell? And they go for is jump scares. <laughs> Unless you want to count like there's a person in the dark. I know. I know what you're gonna say. And something might happen. <laughs> right. And so now that's I'm scared. scared. That's scary. Yeah. Like just just yeah. that in itself. She's yeah. walk and you know, it's really funny too, because like uh <laughs> This priest guy they go see, who's right. John Noble, who I'm also mad that he's in right. this movie. I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so he is this old priest who's retired, and he's studied the occult and everything, and he has uh, like all this stuff right from his adventures, and right. it's like. And he's like, "Well, okay, let me uh, let me show you my stuff, right?" So he's got this big giant house. And he's got a whole basement where he's got all this stuff in it, right? right. So you go in. He's creepy. He studies the occult. Right. And then it's like, uh, and it's just like their stuff, right? They it's have all, their own right. little, you know, right. whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. Come here. Let me show you my stuff. We got to go down in the basement, right? So he's got a house in the middle of nowhere that he right. built <laughs> yep. because it's a house in the middle of nowhere, right? Right. And he's got a big basement. And basically what he did was he started making this. He's I'm going to make a basement with a bunch of locks on it and keep all this stuff in like right. they do. Right? right. They're like, it has to be locked up. Yeah. So he goes, okay, so I'm going to build this uh, stairway down to this thing and I'm going to make it about eight inches wide. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and right. then I'm going to, then there's going to be a turn. Yeah. And I'm, and you're going to open the door and there's going to be a little hall where you have to walk sideways. Mm-hmm. It, and uh, and right. then it's like 15, 20 feet before there's a light switch. Right. That's how I'm going to yeah. build this. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what the? <laughs> it always reminds me of that scene in uh, Galaxy Quest when they're running around and they're at the end and they got to go through these weird chomping laser machines to get through the hall. And he's like, what would you do this for? And they're like, well, they built the ship as a replica from the TV show and there was always a danger. And he's like, no one would do this. <laughs> no one would put this chomping machine there. Right. I, I hated that it was almost two hours. It's like an hour and 50. Oh, yeah. It's an hour and 52 minutes and the credits are only like two. So it's a long movie. Right. And it just, it's dumb, goes on, bad. Like it just rips off too many things, yeah. you know. So anyway. Anyway. Uh, all right, so moving on from that, uh, we can uh, do Luca real quick. Yeah, Luca's uh, easy. The new Pixar, uh, mm-hmm. only on like Disney, right? Only yep. on streaming. And uh, and it's strange because this one is getting like, uh, from what I've seen anyway, this one's getting like a strange mix of, of reviews where people are either, uh, you know, listing it pretty high in the last 10 Pixar movies. Yeah. Or are saying what the hell happened to Pixar and right. why are they doing garbage like this? Like yeah. that's the that's all you get. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's not a lot of yeah right. It's pretty good. Yeah. Or, or whatever. It's like it's it's awesome. Or right. it's uh, <laughs> I want to sell my stock in Disney yeah, right. because they own Pixar. Yeah, you right. know whatever. Um. So uh, the story is about uh like a kid sort of at, yeah. in uh, Italy in like the 70s. Right. 
and uh, our stars of the show are like these uh, sea monsters. Yeah. Like they they won't call them mer people because they're not. Yeah, or whatever. Right. Because for whatever sea reason, folk, I guess. Yeah, they're some sort of like sea monsters, and uh, and they you know live in the ocean and everything. And uh, you know. Uh, the the one kid you've seen the trailer, so right. the kid like leaves the water and he then he just looks normal. Right. Uh, he finds this other of his race, right. uh, this other kid of his race who has lived on land for a long time, and and you know anyway, uh, you know the kid's parents won't let him leave home, or right. you can't go up there because the humans kill you, and and then there's the little right. village. Uh, in Italy, where uh, their whole claim to fame of this village is like killing sea monsters, right? <laughs> and they've got statues all over the city, and That's you know funny. things are named like that was sea monster killer, right? Bakery or whatever, yeah. and, and that's like a whole thing, right? Um, and and basically, like, and then hilarity ensues. Yeah. Like, you know what's going to happen? Um, they befriend this girl. Because of this bike race thing that happens in the town, uh, which also is fairly goofy, right? It's right. like a bike race around like a three one mile town. Yeah, right. I mean, this is a villa. Like this right. is a hardcore thing. Right. It's yeah. uh, anyway, and it's uh, you know, it's like a little kid thing. But mm-hmm. there's this like bully kid who has claimed to be the right age for like four years. It's like eighteen at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's so he's the town bully, and and so you know these two like befriend this girl and are going to try and help her win this race. And not only that, but it's like a triathlon. It's like this. Right. Uh, it's like they're swimming, they're you know biking. <laughs> they have to figure out how to make her do the swimming, and then that doesn't pan out, and then you know whatever. And it's just a, a goofy little filled with heart, (laughs) you know, kind of, uh, thing. And, uh, and I am, uh, squarely confused by both camps, frankly, you gave it a 10, the the reviews. Yeah. Uh, it like, it is really good Mm -hmm. and it's exactly what it's trying to be. And I mean, I did kind of love it. Right. But it's also not like the best thing Pixar's ever done. <laughs> right. in, in, right. Or like, you know, number one or two of like the last 15 years of Pixar movies. Right. Um, you know, it feels like when the decision like got announced that they were going to stream it, there was all these articles about, oh, Pixar's like mad or people who work at Pixar are mad yeah. and all this stuff, <laughs> which, you know, like it makes a lot of difference to them. But it feels like it was like kind of made because we were going to stream it. Like it doesn't, doesn't really feel like it had uh, any great thing, but anyway, uh, the people who are in it are great. The story's really cool. It is a different story. I think than a lot of what you find them in Pixar, especially like, you know, the girl's dad is like a very weird character to have in a Pixar movie. He's very cool. He looks very Pixar, but the whole idea. Yeah, that's true. He does. Uh, He does look very Pixar, but also he's, you know, he's very like gruff and mean and you really think he might kill people. I I genuinely thought someone (laughs) was going to die there. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So that, I mean, that's my 
intro to it. What'd you, what'd you do? I, I was really warm on it. I, there's nothing to disagree with. It's a short film. It's 90 minutes. It, it's got like, because it's so short, it, it feels purposeful. It feels like focused. The only, the only thing I guess I would say against it, even though I'm giving it an eight, is it kind of meanders. Like it doesn't feel as really focused. It didn't feel as really focused to me. I, I wasn't bored, but I just kind of felt like somebody needed to come in and say, okay, this is all fun, but <clears throat> just tighten it. Right. Move, move it quicker towards what we need. The, the film is so beautiful, just literally beautiful, but mostly when there's a background to look at. Like, they've got the ocean down pat. Right. After all the Nemo and Dory stuff, like, the water just looks so crazy. And there's everything. I'm watching it, and then I want to rewind and just look at things in the background because I know what the characters are doing. There's not a bad moment or cell. I can't even say cell anymore, but there's not a bad cell of animation here. The stuff when he meets Alberto and they're figuring out life with legs. And he, you get the sense that he's been on land a lot longer, but in their life, not because time is different, but just because Alberto is a bit of an exaggerator and he doesn't know anything from anything. Right. He might've only got a week ahead of, right. you know, him. but I mean, that week is jam packed with knowledge that's wrong, but right, still right. fun. The decision to make the mythical moped and, you know, do all these things, the world building, it was all very good, but I just didn't feel like it had the same purpose to tell the story. And then it picked that up by the time by the time the boys are in the villa and Luca's parents come looking, then it starts really focusing again. And I'm, I'm like right. all on board because everything again is so beautiful. They do a lot of close-ups. It seems weird to be focused on this, but I remember so much of watching it and just seeing close-ups of the kids talking to each other and whether they're sea folk or whether they're human, it didn't matter. But like when they're in the villa and there's all these beautiful scenes behind them, like there's just so much going on that made everything beautiful. I was glad I watched it on a big TV right. instead of on your phone. Don't watch this on your phone. This is not <laughs> a phone film. It, it, it had sort of a strange purpose. It felt more like a, a personal version instead of something that was much bigger in the way that most Pixar films felt. Right. It just didn't have that extra gear to put it from eight to nine or 10 for me. But eight, even as a Pixar film, is like just amazing. It just was kind of wandering yeah. a bit you know and it just to me felt that way when i watched it now given i'd watched it on the heels of the conjuring so i was ready for all kinds of good stuff but there isn't a bad thing about this it's just it's a foreign feeling film and it, at one point i actually felt like this felt like an ardman production more in certain places than even Pixar, but you know, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a very Pixar thing happening. Right. You know, it's just it's so comforting, it's so familiar, it's so beautiful, it's so wonderful. It just doesn't have the purpose to throw it into another gear to push it past what I thought was still really strong at eight. I, I think you know? there is, um, and you know, that we can leave off this pretty quickly, but I think that there is a th a thing about this movie. Which, uh, and it's kind of interesting, like I said, that there is this kind of polarizing thing going on in reviews of it. Um, but I think there is this thing that you're either going to really be okay with it or you're going to not kind of like it. And it's yeah. basically like what you were saying. It there There is no like the big thing. No, it's just... Of this movie. Things. There's just kind of 
surviving, yeah. you know, in the day life, in the weird world yeah. of, uh, you know, being a fish out of water and right. being in this yeah, whole other place. That's good. But there's no big thing, right? There's yeah. not like the, the big bad guy no. that we're right. after, or there's no, right. there's no giant, you know, there's no quest or no. anything going on. There's just... Uh, you know, like this happening, like this could yeah. be like a sitcom. Like yeah. if Pixar wanted to make a sitcom, <laughs> right. it would be like yeah. you know the Mer people because the town people the, are a riot, right? Yeah, yeah. All the other uh, people going on, and it would just be like uh, we live in this village, and right? So there's not uh, this grand, you know, thing that we're trying to do. It's just, uh, you know, like a like some kind of indie movie Mm -hmm. except that it's got the mer people right but where it's just like you know we're figuring out friendship and relationships and stuff like that without like an actual you know bad guy or you know antagonist or or big theme or thing that we have to overcome or whatever so I think some people are are gonna think that's cool, and I think some people are gonna go, "Well, wait, what? Like this is Pixar? I want right. like yeah. you know whatever. I want danger, <laughs> big thing. If you if you took the court case out of To Kill a Mockingbird and you just had Scout walking around during the summer, learning things, <laughs> right, looking right. at stuff, that's how this felt. Yeah, it's beautiful and it's fun when there's fun to be had, but there's no real. Divining rod but that some, says we're going here. Sometimes it doesn't know what to do with yeah. its wandering. So it just in a, shows in me a way things. that is, yeah. And I, I'm okay. That I'm there big. just to see it, but it just, you know, it, it's there. So, all right. So uh, we don't have a ton of time left, and we got to get the Tomorrow War right. and F9. And I got to say, uh, so I'm going. I think these movies are perfect <laughs> yeah. uh, together, especially, it, especially in so far as the. Uh, reactions to them a lot because uh, I think they're insane. Right. I I think, (laughs) I think mostly, you know, by and large, all reactions to both these movies are insane. If you ask me, Um, despite the fact that if you look at something like Metacritic or whatever, they, they basically have the same number. Right. right? (laughs) Um, But okay. So it's uh, fast and furious nine tomorrow. War is Chris Pratt. People come from the future to, uh, to get all the people from the past to come fight these aliens because they're running out of people. The population of the world has been decimated and uh, we need more fighters. So you have to travel back. And I will say this movie gives you a fairly interesting explanation of how their time travel works and why things have to happen the way that they happen or whatever. So that's not bad. I, I, I thought that was cool. Um, because, you know, a lot of people, myself included, uh, are going, wait, you can time travel? Why don't you just, you know, whatever. Do it right. Yeah. Although, uh, I will say, I said on this show, basically, <laughs> like, if you could travel back in time, why don't you just do and then exactly what they do at the end of the movie? Mm-hmm. Except that I didn't know how that right. could come together, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. But. Right. But anyway, then that's what they do. And I still don't understand why that's not what they were trying they were to do in the, the first place. place. But yeah. Right. Anyway. Uh, but the thing for me is uh, uh, with looking at these movies together, right? Um, everything that everyone says negative about the Tomorrow War. Yeah. Right. That they don't say about F9 confuses the hell out of me. 
right? right. Like, uh, I've seen so many reviews of F9 where they go, is it stupid? Yes. Is it like goofy fun? It's like popcorn theater. It's like just... Roger Ebert's Crystal Skull, right. right? And they're like, yeah, it's stupid. Isn't that great? Right. Right. And then they review the Tomorrow War and they go, ugh, this, how it's does so this stupid. make sense? So this is dumb. stupid. Yeah. Right. Right. And <laughs> that's funny. And I, like I've read some reviews because I got sucked into this thing. Right. And I'm like, okay, but listen, <laughs> F9. <laughs> is calling you stupid. Right. And the Tomorrow War has kind of a goofy premise. Right. And, uh, and, and, and I think that with the Tomorrow War, you're not used to seeing people in an action movie who can't hang, right? right. Because they right. take a bunch of normal people, right. and so they lose. Right. And I thought that was awesome, <laughs> that part, yeah. actually, because uh, you never get to see that. Right. You only see the F9 crew, right? you know, conquering everything or whatever, whoever your action hero is, right? Mm-hmm. That is like basically invincible. And maybe they have a little bit of a hard time at parts. So <laughs> right, that you'll yeah. be interested, right? But you don't just take a bunch of teachers and <laughs> right. random people and go, right. here's your gun. Yeah. <laughs> And, you, and yeah. you better go. Right. And it's like, what? And yeah. that's really weird. But anyway, um, every every good thing that anyone has said about F9 is right. wrong and applies <laughs> to the Tomorrow War. I think I got these right. And Maybe every not. bad thing that people said about the Tomorrow War is wrong and applies to F9. Right. F9 is the dumbest. Uh, man, F9 is like dumb. But... <laughs> Uh, but I but I will say this, and I guess I'm going to just kind of do these together and throw out both ratings yeah. at the same time, right? Um, so F9, I give zero because it has Ooh. absolutely no redeeming qualities a- yeah. at all yeah. and only exists to call you stupid. Yeah. And every next stupid thing that happens is not, here's a weird, stupid thing that happens. It's, uh, you're so stupid, this is what you want me to show you, yeah. right? You're so stupid that you want the car to go into space right. so that you can go, ha-ha, look at that, the car's in space, this movie rocks. Yeah. It's so dumb. And elbow the guy beside you and be like, they're in space, but man. it's yeah. not dumb, and it's like, okay, it's right. just... It's it's not even if they put words on the screen that said, "Dude, you you like this because you're stupid." Right. There, it wouldn't be different. Right. There would be no different <laughs> context of what's happening if they just said That's it to funny. you. Yeah. Everything that happens is stupid, and then the yeah. you know you got like the car swinging on the rope thing. They're they're even not ashamed so much that that's in the trailer. Yeah. And yeah. and they think and they know you're going they to go watch it anyway. It. You right? want that? It's yeah. So it, yeah. it's uh, it's so unbelievably <laughs> stupid. The Tomorrow War uh, had I had a lot of problems with yeah. right, but um, I gave it a seven. Uh, oh, wow. I I really was having a good time with a lot of the movie, even though a lot of it is you know a lot of it's goofy and a lot of it's bad. And Chris Pratt. Uh, who I usually am okay with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even though I don't necessarily like him as a person anymore, but uh, I, I'm usually pretty okay with him in movies uh, it, when he's not, when I don't really like him. Sometimes I really like him. Right. right. Um, but he, you know, he's good, but he feels in this movie, like he's trying to play two different characters 
And in one scene, one of them shows up. Right. And in another scene, the other one shows up. And yeah. you're like, wait, what the hell is right. going on? And it's and it sucks. Right. And it's like distracting from the movie. Um, and a lot of the movie is uh, really just kind of dumb. And they don't, you know, try to tell you what's going on yeah. because it's it's interesting to not tell you because that it's mysterious or yeah. something. Um, but as far as, but I didn't think anything about this movie was calling me stupid. Right. Some of it just was stupid. Right. Some of it was kind of dumb. And there's the difference. Yeah. Some of the parts with the creatures were kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, lots of people do stuff and the creatures do stuff. It doesn't really make sense, but it, yeah. I feel like right. it works in this scene. So this is what, people decide this yeah, is how creatures sure. work, you sure. know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of it that you don't want to think too hard about because you go, well, if this was this, then, you know, this movie would be over in five minutes right. because they would do right. this be and then yeah, right. we win. Right. right? Yeah. And it's like, and it does ultimately come down to like, if we had this time travel thing, mm -hmm. I bet we could think of a better way to use it. Yeah. Especially because at the end of the movie, they go, you know, it would be a better way to use this. <laughs> well, and then do they this. do it. And right. you're like, what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, like the information that they find out towards the end of the movie, like no one could ever found that out before. Right. Right. Like no one from the future could have found right. that out. That It's only... Uh, we found a random high school kid who likes volcanoes. Right. That's how you solve all the world's problems. Not everyone 50 years from now in the whole world right. tried to come together and figure things out. Right. No, they can't. And they might've come up. Yeah. It's right. like, ah, oh, come on. Right. I mean, and it's like cutesy and it's almost like, you know, eighties John Hughes movie. E right. It's like, right. It's like, this is how we get things done yeah. or, you know, whatever. This is how we make our decisions. So it's really goofy, but I, I mean, I had fun with it. I liked a lot of the side people. Um, yeah, the side the side cast is good. Uh, I I wish that the movie had a slightly different tone uh, dealing with his daughter, right. and did that a little bit different. Right. And I feel like just tried to be a little more fun, yeah. as opposed to like, you know, hold on, now it's a drama movie or right. whatever. Like all of a sudden, the movie's like. Uh, you, you know, you're uh live, die, repeat. Yeah. Edge of tomorrow. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm Silkwood. <laughs> you're like, wait right. a minute. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> we I can't know. have uh, all that stuff going on. Uh, you know, so it's got a lot of things that like dragged it down, but I, you know, I thought it was fun. And I'm just going to say this real quick uh, before I let you loose, just so that, yeah. I, you know, we can wrap up Be or done. whatever. Yeah. But F F nine is, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you got to take uh, one more I, shot. I said, I said this at one point to somebody, and I don't remember. It is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you think you told um, me this too? <laughs> because actually, I was talking with my wife about this, about yeah. uh, you know, like the worst movies and yeah, things right. that are zero stars and everything. Um, it is, it is easily the dumbest movie I've ever seen. It's not the worst movie I've no. ever seen by a long way. No, right? It isn't, and. I started talking about lots of things that are the worst movies and I would watch F nine a lot of times before yeah. I would watch some of the other things that are really the worst right, movies. Right. But this one still is the dumbest. Right. <laughs> but I would watch the forever war like a thousand times before yeah. I ever watched F nine again. Yeah. So that's where <sighs> I am on those movies. Uh, 
there's there's a lot there's a lot there, and it's funny. I'll, I'll be I'll be pretty quick, but we actually could have done a whole show on the Tomorrow War and a whole show on F nine. I mean, just going I through them. I could have done a whole show on F nine. I think I think there's there's a bunch there. Look, I get the appeal. I would have just been listening I, to you. For I've most always of that. I I've told you from the start. Like I'm not a car guy, and I loved the first film. I thought the second film was fine. I strangely never saw Tokyo Drift, even though I know what happens in the whole thing. Right. I've seen TNT or TBS 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. I've seen it by piece. I've actually seen all the films, and it's been really interesting to see in the short amount of time that this, you know, these street racers who owned a sandwich shop, you know, in some place in California suddenly just became super spies. I get you get the audience what they want and they keep coming back. And if they, you know, if they keep coming back, you keep giving them what they want. It just feels like it just feels like you can only photocopy a photocopy so many times before it becomes ineligible. And it's just like blots, you know, and then I guess you're doing a Rorschach test. So now you still get what you want. The appeal of, of the Fast Furious franchise, which is tricky to say, to the global audience is that it's their version of James Bond. Like there's so multicultural, so many different things, so many different people. I appreciate that. This thing is terrible. It's just a zero. It, it's it's almost, I mean, if we can do negatives, I'm sure <laughs> you and I will dig hard to get to see who gets below it. It's just bad and it's dumb and it's nonsensical. And I don't mean because there's a Ford in space. I just mean it's just dumb the only moment I thought I was going to switch and I thought I'm giving this like a one or a two before it got to be a zero is when Tyree starts wondering like, Hey man, why don't I ever take damage? And I thought, Hey, wait a minute. Are you guys about to do what I think you don't have the guts to do? Are you going to go down this rabbit hole and start bringing out either some matrix stuff or some other things like did Dom die in a street race and this is all a coma dream <laughs> right, and he's right. still back with Paul Wall? Like, if you go there, you're getting a 10. To hell with you. I'll defend this. But it doesn't. It just peppers these things like J.J. Abrams in this mystery box. Like, wouldn't it be neat if, hey, what if, well, never mind. Let's just race. You know, it, it's so stupid. It makes my head hurt. And it makes me angry to have to sit through the whole thing. I don't know, man. I'm not watching Ballistics X versus Sever or those Resident Evil films again. But I don't know if I can watch this thing ever again. No, so it's uh, yeah, and it has right. nothing to do with the dumb action. I don't care that a car swings like Tarzan off a rope bridge. I I don't care. I don't love it. I remember I, when we I saw do. we saw one of those films where somebody ran a car through like some Abu Dhabi hotel tower and landed and in the landed next tower. In the other one. I'm right. all over that. I think that's a riot because it's just. It's just fun enough to be amusing. I a longer thing that I would have said is I heard an NPR reviewer talking about how if you define these films as camp, and he gave a great definition of what a camp film is, campy. Um, he's like it fits, and if you know that, you can enjoy it. And I went, no, you can't. <laughs> I like campy films. I hope Some you can. of them I love. This doesn't. This doesn't mean it. You know, right. it's like saying if you like drama and human the human condition, then you'll love the young and the restless. And I'm like, no, I won't. (laughs) Like, you don't get to equate everything. So this is a big zero. Uh, The Tomorrow War has a lot of problems for me and less endearing for me. I'm two and a half. Everything that bothered me about it, I just couldn't get past it. Again, super derivative, super bothersome, super long. Two and a half hours, two hours and 20 minutes is too, too long. This doesn't have to be a 90-minute movie, but it could have been a 100-minute movie. 
Chris Pratt's, you know, decide. It's funny you said it. He's deciding I'm this guy this moment, this guy the next moment. They're not really the same guy. It's not exactly Jekyll and Hyde, but there's no real cohesion between them. Characters having conversations that only exist for film and would never happen if this was actually just a story. Forget time travel and monsters. You don't just get to see your daughter and ask a question and she's just like, I don't know if I can talk to you about it. And then we watch a helicopter fly away and nobody keeps talking about it. Like, I'm your dad. I'm going to ask you these questions. Yeah. And you're going to give me the answers. I'm not going to wait seven more hours until you hint me again. I need to know what I had did. I don't believe his motivations. If the truth is what happened in the future's past and he would have left his family knowing what happened to him when his dad left him. I don't believe any of it. Right. The things I liked most about the film is when Chris Pratt is interacting directly with another person, whether it's J.K. Simmons, whether it's his young daughter, his old daughter, whether it's even the recruiters. He's so charismatic still as a, a performer and somewhat loathsome as a person, I agree. I, I just, I'm having fun with it then. But every single time they start talking about what they call the white strikes, and I kept hearing it as the white stripes, and I kept looking for like Jack White to run around like dangerously, it threw me out of the film. It's so derivative of Starship Troopers, it wasn't even funny. Like it is literally like doing everything Starship Troopers did from capturing the queen to putting it into a rack and trying to stare into its weird eye. Like I just, it's not there for me. Everything that was bothersome about it I couldn't look past despite the small moments of inspired charisma between characters because that didn't, it, it wanted to focus more on action than it did like narrative. And I get it, it's, it's an action film, but so many of the things that just they drop along as breadcrumbs. And lastly, you're right, if the tone of the film had been different and more nostalgic but consistent, that reveal about the kid that they put down early in the film with the volcano love that would have been kind of endearing and fun and i was just annoyed yeah i was just like come on it's just not working and the more i felt it kept trying to convince me that it would be fun and exciting and innovative i'm like edge of tomorrow did all this better you can do a oh, time yeah, travel yeah, film right. that is just smarter than this i would rather have had them instead of recruiting all these people like these grocers and these moms like I, I, that's actually interesting but I actually would have just been like, we're under attack. We're going to fly around and drop cargo boxes. You're going to have guns. Get together, form your militia, go out. Right. Like right. that would have been more interesting to me than what they did, which was you show up. If people have expertise, try to follow them. But hey, right. mom, point that that way. Oh my God, there's the alarm. We got to run. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Come on. That's just not <laughs> fun for me. It just, it, the idea is okay. I'm always up for a time travel alien invasion film. This just didn't work. Yeah, uh, so. I, I I don't know. I, you know, like you said, it's you you couldn't forgive it as much. I couldn't get past it. And for me, man, I'm you know I might have just seen it at the right time or something. Yeah, it's but possible. It just I had fun with it. Yeah, that's cool. It, it it just worked for me, and I you know all the stuff that was uh, stupid about this movie, like. Yeah. It, like I said, if you compare this with F9 and what is stupid and That's stuff fair, and how yeah. does stupid work, right? like all the stuff in this movie that was stupid, I was like, okay, you know, that's pretty stupid, but it's not actually like tearing anything apart in its stupidity, right. you know? It's just that we don't really know it's just a bit how, lazy to, how or, to do this. Or, yeah, yeah, it's right. like, it, yeah. it's very lazy. Yeah. Like the, the, the screenplay is very lazy, but... For me, it, you know, I don't know. I was just able to have fun. This was like, uh, 
you know, t- like speaking of campy, right? Mm-hmm. Like this for me was almost like, you know, Hudson Hawk, yeah. except like not campy. Right. Like this movie right. isn't campy no. either. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> but it w- it was like, it just had that uh, thing where I just could like play along with it. Right. Even when I was like, ah, come on, the aliens don't do that. Right. Or I know. whatever. And I I'm know. like, I don't even know anything about the aliens and I know they don't do that. Like, <laughs> right. But- <laughs> Like, yeah, right. uh, all this stuff. I thought, you know, I, I got really bummed out in a way by this movie. Um, and it was, I, I think a lot of the runtime, yeah, I was probably a little lower, like maybe like five for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but I actually really dug like the end, like when they, when they got to it's like, too late. and but, I was, it, it is totally too late, I but really I liked don't. a lot of it. Yeah. And I was like. Man, why wasn't there like more stuff like that. this happening yeah. uh, before? Because I thought the end stuff was cool, yeah. and um, the people who are around at the at end to be in the yeah, end I agree that with was that all 100%. that was all. A it's lot funny. Cooler. I think at a certain point, if we had, you know, they do these things sometimes, or they did, where you had like gauges, and everyone's like, "Okay, where are you now?" While you're watching where, this, I'm right like, now, seven. right, right. I bet for a bunch of the film, we were within a point of each other, like five, six, four, five. And then suddenly, I bet if I had to rewatch it again, I could be like, here, this is when I start precipitating and you start accelerating. And it's just, that's when we just split, you know? Right. All right. uh, So uh, we got to get out of here. So there are uh, like five movies. What to see and what not to see. uh, Sure. If you haven't seen The Conjuring yet, good for you. I guess. Keep it that way or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's like four movies, five too movies, late. Yeah. actually, too late. Yeah. Uh, that you can check out. And uh, the Black Widow's coming next week, and you really yep. want to go to it. Yeah. Uh, it's going... If you if you have any interest in the Black Widow in the first place, <laughs> right. if there was any chance you were going, man, you got to go. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, go see that I one. I hope it's good. And yeah, You know, I mean, uh, it's not a given. I haven't loved every Marvel film, but I hope it's good. Well, yeah. And I don't... I mean... I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, next week, we'll be back, obviously, with the Black Widow, but yeah. probably a lot of other stuff. Yeah. And I might bring you up to speed on uh, several TV, TV shows stuff. just really quick that are either uh, will have come out by that point or mm-hmm. just about to come come out yeah, by that right. point. So uh, we'll see you next week. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.